Hour number three, Jay Martin Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Congrats to the Preds getting that all-important win on Saturday night, 1-0 overtime. Didn't give them all the points that you could have gotten there, but I think the chances now, I saw Alex Doherty of A to Z Sports say 82% chance now the Preds make the playoffs. Now it's managing goaltenders. How do you use Soros, and do you give Pecorine maybe what's a farewell for his entire career and giving him a start when you're in playoff spot. It's, it's not as easy to do that, even though ultimately you would like it, but we're watching the Preds carefully. Slay was there on Saturday. I know Mm -hmm. we all got that invite uh, for the suite, but look, CG's not having a Preds game right now. Two weeks into her life. She could care less about a Preds game. (laughs) She could definitely care less about Barkley's work. I heard coach Mack say that live. (laughs) That was so cool. I could care less about Barkley's work. I understand. (laughs) Hearing him. By the way, Coach Mack, one of the coolest guys yeah, he is. around. He is. You know when people like throw that term around, he's an OG. Like, if y'all ever get an opportunity to run, in, run into Coach Mack, he's an OG type, man. It was it was real cool. Real cool. Ben All right, right so let's talk about Mike Farrell. Or Farrell. Is it Farrell or Farrell? Who cares? He's going to be a feral cat out here real soon if you keep messing with uh, uh Vol Twitter. It's POS after that tweet. Yeah, all right. Lady. So I wanted to be. Worried. You got it pulled up. Yeah. I, well, it's obviously been deleted, but, but yes, it's never deleted. Jason. No, it, because the internet is written in ink. You need to tell your. That's why we tell, tell your kids them. this. You know, tell your kids that it's always written in ink. You might delete it. Somebody's seen it and screen capped it. It really does not matter. Mm-hmm. That becomes a big issue for you. But I was going to be tougher on this. But we do have to have some level of forgiveness, right? You can say something dumb. Not with Trey, though. Well, not for Trey. Not with Trey. Yeah. He's protected and funded. But the that was the toughest thing for me to watch in the draft. I imagine I was not alone in that. You weren't. Even my kids were it, it talking sucked. about it. Josh Palmer went on day two. You like that fit, especially going to the Chargers, because I feel like he's very keen and Allenish. He's going to get mm-hmm. not talked about a lot, but he's going to make a lot of plays. And everybody that talked about that pick was like, "Yep, that makes sense." I I agree. It's his team wasn't good in college, but he's good. The Chargers are going to be a a problem in the AFC. Yeah, relatively fast, I would even yeah. say. But Trey Smith just keeps on falling, right? And I'm, my wife keeps asking me, she's like, is Trey gone yet? Nope. And you see at the end of as a second round, second, third rounder drawing to a close, you see we'll never forget from Trey Smith on yeah. Twitter. And it trended big it time. It did. And I retweeted it. Mm-hmm. But but um, Mike Farrell or Pharrell and his 137,000 Twitter followers He's a big time name. Yes. At rivals, like one of their lead dudes. Correct. Correct. Here's the tweet that he sent out. I'll be waiting for the gift baskets and apologies from the Trey Smith should have been a five star crowd or for the excuses one or the other. Mm. That's since been deleted. He got responses from people saying, how dare you do this? Kicking a guy when he's down, all this kind of stuff. And he responds like all the classy people who call me a bleep. For not having him as a five star. He doubled down on what he said. Well, his point there isn't necessarily wrong because he's saying people came after him because they didn't like that he didn't rank Trey Smith high enough because he was going to their school and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I'm sure they deal with a lot of that 
mm-hmm. from parents and from schools and everything else. Everybody wants their their kid, their person to be five stars. That said, that tweet was not really about. It was basically saying I was right about Trey because he had blood. It's like he had blood clots, man. Like he is an early day two, if not day one pick, talent wise. When it comes down to what he did, was well, All American. Two-time first-team All-SEC, uh, Jason Witten, what, player of the year, man of the year. He's a torchbearer. Like, we're talking about all things football and non-football when it comes down to him being a five-star. Like, he legitimately was one of the best players in the country when he came out of Jackson, Tennessee, his uh, senior year in high school. This isn't about the, – and the thing that I think – had people scratching their heads like, okay, you're attacking the kid for something he had no control over. And that was the most, what do you want to call it, Jay? It was low Irresponsible, class. Irresponsible, low It was unprofessional class. and low class. It Think, was just low class. So he was correlating a guy falling in a draft. He was saying that my evaluation of his talent was right because of something that had nothing to do with his talent. Okay, so if, if he wasn't a five, then you rated him as a four? I you know assume what I'm that's like, what it was. So if that's the case, then who's wrong then? You or him still? Everybody can have bad takes. Mike Farrell also tweeted back in 2017, Chiefs just made the dumbest move of the draft. Mahomes has a cannon, but he freelances way too much. So everybody can be wrong, right? I mean, it's 100%. All right, so like I said, we can kill that tweet because that Mm -hmm. tweet's just awful, Mm -hmm. right? But we also believe in forgiveness. And so here's what Mike Farrell, Farrell, whatever, he can call and tell me what his name is. Mike Farrell has apologized, and I don't mean just apologized. I mean hat in hand, this was a bad moment for me kind of apology. The question is now, it's like you have to accept it. doesn't mean that you forget what he said, but this is what he tweeted out less than a day ago. That one was from Saturday. He said, a bleep tweet, an unprofessional moment, a regret. An apology has been sent to Trey Smith. This is an apology to Vols Nation for my moronic and petty take yesterday. I am sorry. It is embarrassing for me. Zero excuses on a bleep take. Also an apology to VolQuest for the drama. I don't even know what that is about. But probably getting his head wrong over there. Probably I saw people saying, look, I'm ending my subscription to rivals because of this. Because it was more personal towards Trey than the actual play itself. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't do this. And my whole mindset in hindsight was I didn't tag the guy. I didn't say nothing to him. It was just like, whoa, I was Mike. That was just pretty wild. Didn't add him or anything because I'm like, at some point, I would think my kids would be on a recruiting circuit if they choose to continue to play sports in some type of, some type of capacity, whether they're one star or five star. And here's a guy that's being petty and spiteful about a kid. And Trey's 22. Right. He's an adult. But he's taking stuff from 2017 or 2018 and making it personal. Yeah, look, like clearly he has a grudge here. Clearly some people ruffled his feathers over Trey Smith years ago. And so he's wanted to be right about it. We all have that pride issue in what we say. Now, after that apology that I just read, people buried him again. Cursed at him, said he's got no character, all this kind of stuff. Uh, dude has some issues. I see that all this kind of stuff. Like what exactly was he going to do as an apology that he could have done better than this? What I'm saying is this is a good apology because this is not a, 
in my defense mm. kind of apology. This is not a, I'm sorry that you took it wrong apology. This is literally, this is how he says it, a bleep tweet, an unprofessional moment, a regret. He sent an apology to Trey, all of Vols Nation, called himself moronic and petty, said, I'm sorry, I'm embarrassed, zero excuses. I think that's about as good an apology. Look, I don't care if you apologize because you got in trouble or not. There's no possible way to go back, reverse the clock, and apologize in, in advance. Mm-hmm. At the moment he sent this, I think that's about as rock solid an apology as you can get because it's a hundred percent him. But he made it personal to a player that had nothing to do with it. It's not like yeah, Trey the original came tweets out. completely indefensible. Yeah, indefensible. Like it, it, it really got to a point. that's like I, I love Ben Petty. I love going back. Like, yep, told you. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm with that. But uh, you, he knew. My thing is, you're over a recruiting agency. You know why this kid was dropping down. That's something we can get into later also, Jay. I, I want to get into why I think that happened, too. I, for sure. All of the, Look, all of it is disingenuous in terms of he knew what he was doing when he did it. It was a terrible tweet. Mm-hmm. He realized it, though, and I thought the apology was five-star. Mm-hmm. I thought that the actual original tweet was like minus ten stars. There's only so much that you were going to be able to recover, but I don't think he could have apologized better than he did. I went back and I looked like through his history – just for a little while, just to see other stuff. It was like charity stuff and St. Jude oh. and a lot of – and it wasn't like it was brand new. It seems like a pretty good dude. Like there are dudes in the media that do this kind of thing routinely. That I yeah. don't think is accurate here. I think he had a personal thing here that's indefensible, inexcusable, gross, but you either accept his apology or don't. There's nothing more he can do. I'm I'm still he got a little bit of work to do. I agree, but I don't know what work what work can he do though. Not Either he's dead this, to you but, or he's but not. Because to me, I hate it because he's a judge of kids, and as you said, he's done this well for a little while. But because of how he felt about Vol Twitter, which is a mob, a mafia hell, Vol Twitter is good fellas, okay? Is casino wrapped up in one when it comes down to how they approach it, and I love it and I hate it sometimes too. But you can't take it personal to where you attack a guy that you know. I, I agree, Ramon. Ramon. I agree a million he percent. Knew. I agree a Why? million percent. But what I'm saying is, you're saying he has more work to do. What work can he do? All you can do is apologize. Be fair Some people are never going to forget it. Well, it doesn't matter. He's, the people that are that he's dead to now, it doesn't. He's not going to be able to overcome that. All he could do is apologize. So that may not be enough. But I'm not sure that there's anything further that he could do. I need to have a sit down. It was a bad. It was a bad moment that might be a you're not coming back from this in the eyes of a lot of people. A lot of people. I'm going to be real. Somebody as kids will be recruited, I think. It's guys like him that kind of ruin the game a little bit. And he's been fair on a lot of other things, it seems. But this just wasn't fair to a kid that had no control over that situation. Agreed. And because he said of so. how he hated Agreed. Vol Twitter. Coach Mack so. joins us next. We'll break down all of the individual Titans picks and get Dave McGinnis' thoughts. You won't want to miss it. It's coming up next here on The Zone. Mm-hmm. Welcome back in on a rainy Monday, stormy Monday in and around our area. Be safe out there and listen to us. Jay Martin, Ramon, 104.5 The Zone, powered by all four seasons garage doors here in Nashville. We're on Twitter collectively at Jay Martin, Ramon, individually at Ramon Foster, at Jay Martin Radio, at Schaefer on Sports. This man ain't on Twitter because he's too cool for Twitter. Way too cool. He's brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. You can plan on not needing a plan B as we provide health 
coverage you can depend on. Farm Bureau Health Plans plan on us. The coach, Coach Mac, Dave McGinnis, Titans Radio, joining us on the line. Moan, your 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 partner on Titans Radio, yeah. your colleague at least for one night, joins us on the line. Coach, how are you? Coach, good morning. J. Mark, Ramon, good morning, Shay. Before we even get started, I'm gonna I am going to give some major kudos. J. Mark, to two of your partners right there. First of all, Shay, for all of those intros that he did. Awesome. Yeah, he was he was spot on. Uh, we had, there was 105 picks. We had nearly every one of them covered. He and Rhett Bryan uh, producing all of those things. That's a massive amount of work. Mm-hmm. I was watching uh, ESPN and NFL Network on Saturday. They only have 100 people doing those jobs. Uh, yeah. I mean, what a fabulous mm-hmm. job, Uh Shafe and, and Rhett did by uh, putting those things together. And then Ramon, solid, man, really solid. I enjoyed sitting with you and chopping up that second day of the draft uh, so much. I mean, that was really cool. I mean, it, it really was. And, and from the aspect of it uh, like this, you got on there and did exactly, you know, what Mike Keith and I thought you were going to do when he brought the idea up. You were speaking from 11 years of experience and you weren't trying to be right or wrong. You were just trying to be real. And I really, really enjoyed doing that. I hope we can do that some more because that was a very, very cool experience. You really did a nice job. Let me just tell you that right now. Coach Mac, I appreciate that more than you know. I was bragging on you guys this morning, too, about the whole panel that was up there. You, Amy, Mike, Keith, Red. It was a, it was an honor. It was first class all the way through and again, as Jason and Shafe continuously say all the time, as we say on, say on this show, if you're out and not in front of a TV, and even if you are in front of a TV, it's better to turn on Titan Radio to get your information than anywhere else, man. So it was an honor to be amongst you guys. I enjoyed our side conversations a lot, too, Coach. So a lot to unpack this morning, too, as, 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 as social media and the show has kind of led its way through the draft and around a bunch of other stuff in the league, too. Absolutely. You know what I really like, Ramon? Again, you got behind the curtain with Hat Goes Down, and I shared that vertical and horizontal board with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love I love the off-mic talk we had, you know, before the pick was coming up. You know, and I would say, hey, Ramon, this is about where I think this is going to happen, and this guy, and then it would come off, and you'd look at me and go, how do you know that? Yeah, yeah you were Nostradamus. I was told was- that from a couple of different people, that you were just on, on a ridiculous run he of being was. right. On Friday well, it night. It's not about being right. It's just about having, you know, trust in the way your board's set up and then looking at the run of players, you know, because there was a run of offensive tackles. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a run of receivers. Uh, there was a run of quarterbacks. You remember, Ramon, when we yeah. got into the later quarterbacks. I said, you know what? This is about the point as to where quarterbacks going to start coming off of this. At least two of them I know of are going to start coming off of this pretty quick before we even move forward a little bit. I mean, if you've done it enough and you've been around it enough, it's not that you're going to be exactly right, but you can kind of predict and can feel trends as they're coming. And it all, it all starts with, I mean, you've got to do the work before mm-hmm. as to have your board set. So it's not the exact person. It's just a pot of players that you think are viable at that position, at that point in the draft. I found it really interesting what you said to Ramon about him being exactly what you guys thought he was going to be. That's exactly the, t- the text message I sent him yesterday, I think it was. Yeah, um, I've just said, you did exactly what I thought you were going to do, which is kill it. Uh, I knew I knew what you guys were going to get out of him. I knew how prepared he was, but I also knew how he was going to speak about each individual player when you guys went to him. And I was not disappointed uh, by any means. I wouldn't say he exceeded expectations because I believed he was going to be an A-plus, and he was an A-plus. 
Thank you, man. Well, absolutely. I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. Again, if he was bad, I'd have told him too. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, you have no yeah, you problem mentioned, with mentioned, that, Coach. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned no words. So let's talk about the players. Let's just run down the list and get your thoughts on these guys. Again, if you didn't get to listen to the Titans radio coverage where you were able to react immediately, now you've had a couple of days to kind of process. Let's start with Caleb Farley, the first pick at 22. How did you feel about that selection? The elite player, elite player, you know, and, and you got to trust your medical people. And when your doctors get their hands on it and they, they give him clearance, well, then, I mean, you've got to, you, you, you take it. An elite player. I've been fortunate enough in my coaching career to have elite uh, corners. Uh, the most elite I ever had was Aeneas Williams. I just know what it brings to your overall defense when you have a guy that is a match guy. You know, and uh, Mike Vrabel calls it cat coverage. You know, we always, I mean, I, I always called it wearing the hat. You know, I mean, I can remember, you know, we were in the NFC East then when I was a coordinator uh, uh, there at the Cardinals, and, and that's twice a year with the Cowboys. And so, you know, every Wednesday when we would come in to start in, in, in putting the game plan in, I'd say, Aeneas, you got to wear the hat this week because I'd take the other 10 and I'd work around trying to stop uh, uh, two more of the triplets. But that mm-hmm. guy, that belongs to you. You've got that kind of guy now. And so, you know, if he if he's – Hale and healthy and, and, and hearty and ready to go. That's exactly what you want. And it's a uh, that's a game changer for you on defense just because it allows you to do so many other things. Coach, we went through a little bit with uh, Dylan Radins this past week, and we covered him a little bit. But in your mindset, well, in your, in your opinion, as far as, you know, fits and where he can be on this team, he comes from a smaller division. They put a lot of guys in the league, though. But as far as getting him turned around and developing him, how quick does how quick does a guy like Dylan Radins need to be able to get to the get to the point to where he can start from a coaching perspective? Yeah, Ramon, you and I talked about this, and, and you know, again, off off mic, and I told you that the the thing that I'm fortunate, I just got so many years of, of experience to draw on with this. Look, I was here when we when we took Michael Roos out of Eastern out of Eastern Washington. All right, mm-hmm. six seven. 313, you know, played at that division, hadn't played a lot of football. You played less football than this guy has played. But Mike Munchak went up there and said, I can do something with this guy. All right. And brought him in. We put him at right tackle. and He developed. He got bigger. And and, and look what happened. It's the same thing. This guy's 6'6", 310, all right, got really good feet, needs to get stronger, is coming to a place where he can do that. He won't weigh 310 very long you know, once he gets into what's going on. But what you look at with guys like this, and you, and you know this as well as I do, uh, he has got good feet, and he's able to slide and move his feet. And the other thing is, is he's got a nasty, nasty temperament that he w- is going to be able to, and he will absorb coaching so quickly when he gets in here. I like the pick just because I've been around those kind of guys before. Uh, I, I remember when we took Roots, you know, people were going, who? And, and so to me, it, it, he's got all the traits. He's not a big, massive guy. You know, he's not, he's not, he doesn't weigh right now 335, 340 pounds. And some people may say, well, you know, he can't move people. Well, that's not true. And uh, Ramon, you know this mm-hmm. better than anybody. Somebody that, can, that, that has good balance, good feet, and can jump people, he can learn how to do, he can, he can gain strength. He can gain strength. It's really hard to gain feet. And you know that, and I know that. I like the pick. I think this is going to – I think – I I said this to you, Ramon. I think he'll be one of the seven 
right now. Oh yeah. You know, on, on, on game day. And then where, where he takes it from that, it's up to him. It's all about how these guys capitalize on their opportunities. Now we can talk all we want about what they were, what we think they, they were, where they were picked. It's how they capitalize on their opportunities right now. That's what matters moving forward. So it seems like most people really liked Elijah Molden, me included, Ramon included, Schaefer included. Monty Rice is the one that we didn't know as much about. Uh, we weren't sure about it when it was selected. You moved down from 85. You take him, I think it was at 92. But now that you've had a little bit more time to look over Monty Rice, uh, assess both Rice and Molden. Okay, I, I vetted Rice because I was watching old Gilari, I mean, too, you know, when I was watching him. I let Ramon read, you know, what I said. I said, look, Ramon, here's what this dude is. This is a GPS linebacker. He's a down-the-hill guy. He's better right now coming downhill and, and running, playing the, playing the run than he is in space, playing, you know, playing the pass. In that scheme that, that Georgia runs, uh, that, that Alabama runs, that, that LSU runs, you know, a lot of times those linebackers, because of what's going on in front of them and what and what that star player is is uh, uh, charged in doing, they're cleanup guys. They really are. But you've got to, the thing that I do like about him, and Ramon and I talked about this, and then you know he 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 in fact he even pulled up you know some some clips on him. Just looking, I said, watch what he does. He's a filter. He's a filter guy. He can filter through trash. He's a good GPS guy, and instantly, guys, and don't discount this i want you guys not to discount this and and our 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 listeners not to too the special teams value of some of these guys is big and it's big for two reasons first of all you've got some guys that are going to be able to be core teamers for you and the the day right now of the veteran keeping a veteran guy that's you know it's going to cost you two and a half and three million dollars a year to be a backup and a special teams guy that's not going to happen this year a lot because of what the cap is and so you've got to factor all of that stuff in there Fitzpatrick, they go up, they give up a couple of picks to, to let me talk to, about let me talk about Molden first. Oh yeah, um, okay. I thought I thought you had. Never mind. Go ahead. No, no let me talk about let, let me talk about Molden first. Best nickel corner in the draft. Best slot corner in the draft. Uh, uh, I like I like the pick. I like the fit for what's going to go on. This guy, this guy's a football player. He's got a nuanced feel for what goes on in there. And playing the playing the slot, you know, if you if you're playing the slot uh, in, in in power five, and then you're playing the slot in the national football league, you've got to have some football acumen and sense to you because you're part of the run front too. Mm -hmm. I mean, because if you're not, then you're just playing with a six man box, which Ramon will tell you that, I mean, that's an offensive lineman's dream of six man, (laughs) you know, to, to run the ball against. And so I really like what this guy brings. This guy, this guy is going to be on the field very quick in my humble opinion. I'm not coaching. I, I make no decisions on that. But just watching him and knowing what he is, I, I, I he will be on the field pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that one, and we all really like that pick. Des Fitzpatrick, they gave up a couple picks, came up and got the receiver from Louisville. Then they took an edge rusher, Rashad Weaver, who everybody, again, really seems to like out of Pittsburgh. Let's look at those two picks. What do you think there? All right, Fitzpatrick. You know, I, 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 watched, I watched him, too, because, you know, when I was watching 2-2 Atwell there. And – Tutu Atwell, you know, is was uh, touted as one of the most explosive receivers in this draft, right? Big play capability. Well, Fitzpatrick had more yards per catch than than Atwell did. What he is, what he is, this is a big, long dude that has got some speed. The 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 two receivers that were taken, and I don't, I know we'll talk about Racy in a minute, but they are they are they are are tailor made for Rob Moore to develop because here's what they are: they're long. They're fast. They're both very, very 
physical players, and Rob Moore can get them nuanced up. Uh, I, I, here's what I know they were doing when they, when they went to get this. This guy, because of his size, because of his, his length and his speed, he gives you that downfield element right now. Now, he needs to get more, he needs to get more nuance, and he needs to get uh, coached up as far as, as, as steps, route breaks, those types of things. That's what Rob Moore's here for, and he does a really great job of that. I mean, I just know. I've watched him coach. I coached him when he was a player. Uh, he understands all of that stuff. But I like the fact they got a big, fast dude that is physical. I like that a lot. I read a lot of good stuff about Weaver. What, what can you tell us there? Well, he'll be he'll be the third in my mind. Again, I'm not making any of these decisions. In my mind, he's the third guy on the edge right now. There's your rotational guy. He can set. He he can not only set the edge. But he's got he's got here's what he has. And Ramon can speak to what how important this is. He's got really, really quick get off. And he's got heavy, heavy hands and shock and shed. He's got great levers. He's a shock and shed guy. So he can get past the initial at the line of scrimmage. Uh, He's a relentless player. He's a physical player. He will be the third guy in that edge rotation right now, as far as I'm concerned. Kind of like another pick guy, Jabal Shear. Yes, Kinda there like you go. Him. I mean, yep. and that, and 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 you know as well as I do, Ramon. All those years you played, when you're taking the film and you guys are going through that on on Monday and Tuesday, and then getting ready for your your first and second down game plan on Wednesday, you know right now I'm I'm going to need a little extra air in my helmet because it's just constant shock, shock, shock. It's a constant hammer, and he's got that mentality. Mm-hmm. Racy McMath, you said we were going to talk about him, so let's talk about him out of let's LSU. Talk about him. This is a physical dude. This will be a gunner. This is your gunner. Uh, and, and, again, look, he has got the physical skills for what you need. He was just down there. He's not he, He's not the receiver Jamar Chase is. He wasn't the receiver Jefferson was. But guess what? LSU's got a lot of those guys. He wanted to play so bad, he said, hey, put me a gunner. Let me play gunner. Wow. Let, me, let me use this 4-3 plus speed and go down there and, and – this guy, this guy will be a core teamer immediately, and in my humble opinion, he'll be your fourth receiver pretty quick. Mm. Coach, just overall from what happened last year, the Titans defense knew it had to get better. They did it in free agency, and they also addressed a lot of it in, in, in the draft. Is that what we're seeing right now, a little bit of a shift? of Well, maybe, I don't know if you want to call it a shift or balance, so what do you want to call what happened over the last, what, four months of 2021 so far with this team? Well, they needed to, Ramon. I mean, uh, you know, I sat and talked about this. I've talked about this on the air with our listeners. They went into the offseason with some must. And they and one of the first must was they had to get better up front defensively, you know, more effective, more effective against, uh, against the passers. And then because of the way the salary cap was, you had to lose some players, some starters. And so you've got to replace those positions. Now, we'll see how this all coalesces and comes together. But they had to make these moves because defense – look, they won 11 games last year, guys. They won 11 games last year and, and did not play the type of defense they want to play. Let's just be real honest with that. And they knew that. And so that's why they attacked it so aggressively. So, yes, they went out, they went out and made those types of moves. And now let's see how it all pulls together and comes together. But, you know, as much as you think we're aware of, of what they needed to fill in, they are way over more aware than we are. Coach Rashawn Evans, they didn't pick up the fifth-year option. Drew Rosenhaus says they'd like to to try and extend him. Um, what do you think about what what does that mean? Does anything that you saw over the weekend in the draft give you any thoughts about that? Do you feel like that the Titans are going to really give him the opportunity to still be here long term? 
Absolutely, they will. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the fifth year option, guys, you're talking about you're talking about salary cap space. And I know people, you know, really, really kind of get weary listening to that. But it's true. I mean, it's true. And especially it's true. It's true this year. And then moving forward, I mean, salary cap space and fit. That's why, you know, <laughs> that's why these guys, that's why Vin Marino's and, and his counterparts throughout the league get paid a lot of money because this is a real jigsaw puzzle you've got to put together and it's all has to fit. And it's even be, been exacerbated more by the fact that, that, that the cap went down, uh, you know, this year. It went down. It's never done that before. Now, it's going to go back up, but it's going to go back up gradually, but it's not going up this year. So will they give him a chance? Absolutely, they will. I mean, they absolutely will. When you look at fifth-year options around the league, you'd like to pick up every fifth-year option, all right? You know, when I first got in the league, you had no fifth-year options. Mm -hmm. If you had a, a number one draft pick, he was with you forever. So what you what you do with this is you've got to see if it fits cap-wise. And because that money goes up quick, you know, for, you know, for those fifth-year options – that money goes up very, very quickly. So it doesn't surprise me at all, but it still doesn't mean he's not going to be here for an extended period of time. He's got to play himself in to being here. That's, that's how everything is. Coach, great stuff and uh, great work all weekend long. All the Titans radio crew, Ramon included, just did a fabulous job. Now you can, now maybe you can, do you take a break for just a little while now? I know you're going to be still doing plenty of work, but finally do you get to exhale a bit now that you can erase your board and start working on next year? Yeah, I, again, thank you, Jay Mark, for the kind words. I've had a lot of people, you know, hit us and really, you know, really, really enjoyed it. They, and again, I'll say it again. They really enjoyed uh, Ramon being with us as much as I did and Mike Keith and Amy Wells and Rhett did. So, yes, uh, there's a lot there's a lot of stuff to do. But getting ready for the draft, Rhett and I have been been on this, you know, uh, the week after uh, the playoff game. So, yeah, we'll be able to exhale a little bit. But there is no downtime in the National Football League, right, guys? No doubt. No. Schedule release is coming out. Was it the twelfth? Right? Yeah, next week. I can't. I, 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 you know, again, you know how much I like it. And again, Ramon, really, really a pleasure, brother. The one thing you need to do, Ramon, is uh, is uh, send me your cell phone number so I can uh, stay in touch with you, Coach Mag. That's done and done. Yeah, I'll get you his, and you can. You guys Absolutely. can whisper. Yeah, Coach Mag, he asking, to, asking for my digits on air, man. That's a first. And there you go. Coach, appreciate <laughs> hey, it. Coach Mack does pretty much what he wants to. <laughs> yeah, we figured that out. Even I your bobblehead. Even I your bobblehead does what it wants to. That's Coach Mack. Need great health care. Yeah, I appreciate you. Need great health care coverage at an affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. We'll address some of the things we just talked about with Coach Mack. Mm -hmm. Continuing to look at the Titans draft. Also, Robert Mays is going to join us in the final hour of the show. From The Athletic, a lot more to get to, including some of your comments next. It's Jay Martin Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. You've been patiently waiting for Jay Martin Ramon all weekend. Well, we got you. We got another hour of the hashtag fastest four hours in radio straight ahead. Our thanks to Coach Mack. If you missed any part of that conversation or any conversation we've had any day, podcast us wherever you get your podcast. Jay Martin Ramon, leave that five-star review. We'd appreciate that, just like Trey Smith was a five-star talent. Yes, he was, and he and is. is. Six and star in Tokyo to, Dome. No, yeah, exactly. And he goes to Kansas City. Which I Yikes. can see him being a starter. I can see him if he's healthy. Whew. That's something we can get into at the top of the hour. Uh on my theory of why the slip. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Celebrity birthdays. I'm listening. Greg Gumble, seventy five. Wow. I didn't realize he was that old. Me either. Eric Church, 75? 75, man. Wow.
That means that means Bryant's got to be ninety. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh-huh. Eric Church is forty-four. That's older than I expected. A little bit, yeah. I agree with you. Uh, cousin Andrew, right, Shave? Cousin Andrew, it's his birthday. How about them apples? Oh, Eighty-two today. Yeah. Kiss my ass. Ah, his wife will tell you how old he yeah. is. That Don't is- ask him; he doesn't even know. <laughs> I'll tell you how old you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so good, good, good for number four. He said he was number four, right? Because he, he's, yeah, he's he number four. The he's, By the way, you're number four right now, too. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Since Margot came back in the house, since Margot came back, false. Yeah, false. Yeah. False positive on that. <laughs> By the way, uh, Caleb had a false positive. He was in Nashville. I was looking at the picture, like, hold up, my boy's supposed to be quarantined right now. Nope, false positive. Shout out to him. Flew private jet into Nashville. Took his pictures. Dulé Hill is 46 today. Dulé Hill? Wow. What state is that in? <laughs> Montana. <laughs> is it Montana? Uh, Dulé Hill from Psych oh, and the West Wing. I love Dulé Hill. Okay. <laughs> never really got into Psych. Good show. Psych's never got really into good, it. man. Yeah. I, I, I caught it late, but it was very Love good. West Wing. One of my favorite shows. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other people as well. Nobody's important. It's cousin Andrew. Nobody. Nobody. I mean, Greg Gumbel, I mean, Greg Gumbel is. Yeah. Actually, all the people I just looked at are. <laughs> as he just went back to number four? Rapper designer is 24. Designer, the one that did Panda, Panda. I don't know. Yeah, he did Panda. <laughs> we got to come back to Panda then. No, we don't. Yeah, what we about were, Panda yeah, we song? Really, we really don't. What about Panda song? What? Old oh, Titans Panda. No. No? Christina Hendricks is 46. Hey, now. Joan from Mad Men. Oh, man. Also really? Older than I would have expected. Ooh, yeah. She's how old? 46? Yep. Nice. R&B Strong. singer Crush is 29. Never even heard Me of either. Crush. You said that like... Listen, listen to this nonsense. YouTube star Herman Dahl is 19. YouTube star Yanni Harris is 22. You can throw that whole laptop. YouTube star... Mia Kinunen is 21. TikTok star Kianum is 16. Is that where we are now? We live in the dumbest of all possible <laughs> timelines. We're dropping shout-outs to TikTok and YouTube stars? Uh, we live in the darkest timeline. I want It's outrageous, <laughs> egregious, preposterous. That's Jackie Charles, and it's accurate. And I didn't even – Dawn Farmer is 22, TikTok star. Is that a star? It depends on who you're talking to. I mean, like Eric Church, that's a star. That's a star. Eric Church is a star. Mm-hmm. Tina Andrew, the Tiger star. turning 21. YouTube star Tina the Tiger. There's only one tiger that I'm okay with, and that's Tony. He's great. You are nothing. It's only a couple Tinas I respect. It's Turner and Tina the Llama from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Itty fat lard. <laughs> Go feed Tina. Go feed Boy. It's the two Tinas. <laughs> Tina Yothers. Mm, okay. Family Ties. Yep. Who's yep. your favorite Tina? 615-737-1045. I, I didn't mean to ask we did, that question. We did, that, we did that with we did Edward with Ed. one day. We're not doing it today. Oh, All right. Fourth oh, hour of the show. That. Why did Trey Smith <laughs> drop? Robert Mays joins us in uh, about a half hour as well. Fourth hour coming up next here on The Zone.